Business Hour with Oliver Reng on OFM. Well, Doctor, we understand that the public hearings on the Tobacco Products and Electronic Delivery Systems Control Bill uh, is now headed to the Free State Province after hearings in Limpopo, the Northwest Province, and in Bumalanga. Let's touch on the bill itself. Can you tell us a little bit more about said bill and some of the introductions to it? The Tobacco Control Bill is aimed at reducing the tobacco burden, uh, reducing the number of children who start to smoke, reducing the diseases and the burden of tobacco on the economy. So that those are really what the bill is aiming to do, to contribute to. So the bill is basically introducing a new law which will replace the current laws. And the major changes that are in this bill is firstly, it will introduce 100% smoke-free public indoor areas. So, for example, in other restaurants, they still have smoking sections. And when this bill is introduced, it will basically be no smoking in indoor areas. Yes, we know some restaurants have already moved that way, but this is what the law actually will make mandatory. And the reason for this is because what scientific evidence finds is that the designation doesn't really stop the smoke from from going from the smoking section to the non-smoking section. So even the people who are sitting in the non-smoking section are still inhaling significant smoke. We also have a challenge with, for example, employees who have to work in those uh, smoking sections. So basically, it will now make these places 100% smoke-free as long as they are public areas, as long as they are enclosed indoor areas. Second thing that this bill will do is to introduce what we call uh, plain packaging with graphic health warnings. So currently we have, you know, also the text, we have, for example, health warnings, we just text warnings, uh, which are in small in print, which can say, for example, smoking causes cancer. But with the pictorial warnings, we will see that it won't just be text warnings, but also a picture to depict what the text is trying to carry. So we'll now see visuals. So when we say smoking causes cancer, there'll be a visual which will accompany that kind of text warning so everyone, no matter what age, no matter what background or you know uh, culture they come from, they are able to understand the health warning. And the third thing is it will ban vending machines. It will ban selling tobacco products via vending machines because a, a problem that we still face is that vending machines are not monitored. No one is there to ask, for example, a ten-year-old or the old the ID. So by removing the vending machines, we are reducing access for children in places that are not monitored. Thank you, Doctor. I mean, your thoughts on the sentiment uh, from the industry and varied industry bodies that the bill, if passed as is, could only benefit the illicit sector even further as opposed to doing the good uh, that it intends to do or that the legislators hopes it will do. So, yes, I think my first comment is that when the last amendment bill were made in 2009, even when the 1994 law was passed, the industry raised the same concerns. The concerns they are raising are not new. They raise them not only in Africa, but all over the world. Mm-hmm. Whenever a policy is being introduced, they will try to come with scare tactics to delay the process to hopefully for them to actually stop the process altogether. Because we have to understand that the industry's interest is to sell cigarettes or sell tobacco. Unfortunately, we know tobacco kills. And unfortunately, then there's a conflict because even though sometimes, for example, the Ministry of Health will want to improve public health and kind of reduce the number of people who smoke, the industry want to sell and make more money. So they definitely is irreconcilable conflict. And in terms of that, this will make it worse for the illicit sector. Our recommendation really has been 
you know, for the revenue authorities to secure the supply chain. Because what they find in South Africa is that the majority of illicit products, illicit tobacco products in South Africa, are undeclared local production. They are coming from legal manufacturers, but they avoid, they evade tax. So, for example, during the COVID-19 ban, manufacturers were allowed to still produce for export. But some of the products never leave the country. So when they declare, for example, for export, they then they, they are exempted from tax. But they never leave the country, or sometimes they leave the country and then they take their own trip and come back into the country. So that's the challenge. It's illicit trade for cigarettes right now. It's mainly undeclared local production. They just have not paid tax. They're coming from the same manufacturers. So it's very um, concerning, and obviously there to be caution when the same industry players then claim that there's so much illicit trade. Mm. So we do, uh, you know, call for government to take illicit trade seriously, but also understand what illicit trade is, to understand that industry complicit in illicit trade, and we really have been encouraging, uh, encouraging them to secure uh, the supply chain. So, for example, in Kenya, they introduce what they call a trade and trade system. And that system allows them to, when they see a product, when they, whatever they you know, see the product, for them to know where the product is coming from, where it's intended for. Currently, South Africa, we don't have that. We can even have, for example, products that have not paid tax in a normal shop, and no one will know because the tax stamps are not adequate. Mm-hmm. The system is not adequate to be able to differentiate between illicit and those which have paid tax. How have the public hearings gone so far? And then we can touch on where are they headed to exactly in the Free State this weekend? So, yeah, the public hearings have been, uh, I would say, mixed reactions. There are other places, for example, in Bombela, where there was overwhelming support for the bill. And I would say, uh, in my observations, it was mainly, um, you know, educators, um, parents, teachers were worried about the number of kids that are smoking, selling of, you know, cigarettes to children, etc. And there are also mixed reactions in terms of opposition. People are worried about what will happen to their jobs, people are worried about illicit trade, etc. And we just keep trying to clarify the misconceptions. Um, for example, some people really believe the industry brings so much money to the economy, but the industry pays about $14 billion in taxes every year, and the government loses $42 billion every year from treating the tobacco-related illnesses from those productivity and from premature deaths. So for every one rand gained by suffering government, the government is paying 340 cents more out. The Business Hour with Oliver Feng on OFM.